the book of Acts was written by the same author that wrote Luke and picks up where the Gospel of Luke left off. It takes us on a journey of Jesus' followers as they were given power from the Spirit of God and shows us the beginning of the movement called The Way, which is the start of the church as we know it. In Acts, Jesus' followers were tasked with a simple goal, to spread the good news of the kingdom of God from Judea to Samaria and then to the ends of the world. Join us as we explore the book of Acts. My name is Pastor Aaron. And I'm Pastor Leon. And we'd like to welcome you to Calvary's Compass. we are picking up in the first chapter of the book of Acts. I'm pretty excited about this. There are 28 chapters in the book of Acts, so we're not entirely sure how long this is going to go. It could go 28. It could go 40. Yeah. We don't know, just depending on how the Spirit leads us. (laughs) But we're just going to take our time and explore the book of Acts. I'm excited to dive in. I'm excited to get started. Um, As always, we're going to kind of release our preconceived notions and ideas of the book, um, you know, any sort of theological standpoints that we have and just read it for as it is and let the Holy Spirit guide us through it. Um, and we're just going to dive in. The first thing that we have to establish is the book of Acts and the book of Luke, the Gospel of Luke, were right. actually supposed to be written as a whole. So it was one whole book. That's the way that they had originally had it, but over time they separated it into two separate ones. Um, but it was originally the Luke Acts Gospel, which it was a longer book, which yeah. is probably why they separated it, but it was actually written together. Um, so with that being said, verse 1. In the first book, which is the book of Luke, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He had presented himself alive to them after his sufferings by many proofs, appearing to them during forty days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Verse 6. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It's not for you to know the time or the season that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, all of Samaria, into the ends of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into the heaven, as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, men of Galilee, why do you stand here looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go to heaven. So we're going to pause right there. It's and just have a little chat of what we've read so far. So Jesus promises the disciples power, power from the Father. They don't know how it's going to come. 
they don't know when it's going to come. They know it's going to be a few days, but they don't know exactly the day or the hour. Right. Kind of sounds familiar. You don't yeah. know the day or the hour of the return. Right. And so this is this mirrors the return of Christ, I think. It, it mirrors when Jesus is going to come back for his church. And so the Holy Spirit was the dissension of the power. Jesus ascended, and then the power of God descends on the disciples. But again, they don't know when this is going to happen, but they have to look forward to this this event, this power-giving event. And so it kind of gives them hope, even though Jesus is leaving, he's going back to heaven. It gives them assurance and hope that, you know, I'm still going to be able to experience Christ and have him in my life and me in his life and learn from him from this power that, that he is about to give. So, you know, Jesus starts to ascend into heaven and the angels come down and they're like, dude, what are you waiting for? <laughs> he told you to go. Now go. Let's go. Let's get this thing done with so that way you can be endued with the power. And so the disciples, what do they do? They are, oh, well, that sounds, that sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, a <clears throat> lot has happened between verse 1 and all the way down to verse 11 because it's very packed full of so many things, yeah. such as when you see, when it reads about Jesus ascending and then he's going to descend. Right. You know, you're talking about from heaven to earth. Yeah. You know, you know, this is this is still re I feel relates even to what Jacob's saw in a dream. The, the ladder of you know angels are singing yeah. and descending yeah. because when Jesus went up, what happened? The angels came down mm -hmm. and therefore releasing the blessing and letting them know, hey, hey, there is something else coming. Yeah. And, and, and interestingly, when you when you deal with what they are preparing to come, like you said, they had no earthly idea. Yeah. Check this out. They had no earthly idea of what it was that was coming from heaven. Right. I mean, how many times have we all heard things in our prayer closets or as we're reading the Bible or hearing a preacher preach and the Holy Spirit would just inspire us with specific things, but you have no idea how it's going to come about. And and there, therefore, that's where that faithful trust. Yeah. You know, that we have to lean on God and lean on his word. You know, the Bible talks about trust the Lord with all your heart, lean on your understanding. And all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So this is where that understanding, not not understanding what it is that's happening, but you have to trust God that he's going to make it happen, whatever right. that is. However may, that may look. Right. Yeah. And they didn't know what that looked like. They didn't no. know what the endowment from on high meant. Right. Right. They just, they just know that's what Christ said. You know, and you wait for the promise as he was ascending mm -hmm. in verse eight. And, and, and he says, you will receive the power. You know, we know today it's the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. Uh, and, and therefore, as you receive it, you become a personal witness to testify what you've seen and heard. Right. And They're, what you're living out. And what you're living out. Thus then encourages us as believers that we are to always go out. Yeah, we think that oh, bring all the bring all the um, the lost loved ones in, bring them in, get them in. No, no, you're to go out. Yeah, the evangelism is out of the church, not yep. in the church. Yep, and that's where we, as the body of Christ, God's people, have to understand that if we're going to encounter heaven on earth, it has to happen out of the church. But notice, starts in Jerusalem, right? Then all of Judea, then Samaria, then mm -hmm. the ends of the world, mm -hmm. and. 
I think sometimes we get caught up with helping people overseas that we neglect right. our own homes, right. right, our own cities. And there's nothing wrong with helping people overseas if that's what you're called to do. But if you don't have that distinct calling, right, to help the ends of the world, right, you know, some people are called to just help their local neighborhood, their world, their world. Yeah, yeah. What, how, what, the, what it is that they can impact. Correct. You know, not everybody, like you said, can be a missionary, and 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 I'm I'm. Thank God for missionaries because we need them still today, but we also need home missionaries. We need people in the home front to help us um, mission out the gospel, which I believe today that it, that the, the American field is the travesty of the lack of the gospel, though we have a plethora of it. Yeah. I think the lack of knowledge still exists even today because right. you know we we talked about in our last podcast about the strange doctrines be be wary of yeah. strange doctrines and this is where we're in there's a lot of strange things going on strange teaching strange doctrines strange Correct. things and, and and you don't know what's left or right but this is where receiving the impartation of heaven in your life right if we want to know the things of god then you need to touch heaven to do it right and that's how it has to happen I mean, and there also has to be check marks, right? Yeah, right. First, check off your local area, mm-hmm. right? Then, impact your state, check. Yeah, check. Then your nation, check. Check. Then the other nations. Right. There has to be order to this. Right. Right? You can't. We can't be so mindful of, you know, overseas that we neglect home base. We can't be so worried about, you know the out that we have neglected yeah our home turf which has happened yeah uh, what you preached um last sunday you know america is one of the biggest countries that in the poll doesn't need god right and that's a neglect that that the church has given and pastor aaron that coincides with revelation chapter 3 of the church of laodicea where it talks about that you 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 I know your deeds and that you're neither cold or hot and how he wants you to be one or the other, but you're lukewarm. And he talks about how you've acquired wealth and have need of nothing. You don't realize you're wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. And and this is where we're at in the church right now. We are in Revelation 3. In America. In America. Because we have no need of anything. Okay, so our so our gas prices go up, so our food prices go up. We're still surviving. We don't really need much of it. We complain about it, but we but in America that that we are in a povertyish spiritual mindset. We're yeah. pitiful. We're poor. We're blind. We're naked. As as Revelations three seventeen talks about, because you need nothing. Right. And and we we have so many things. We we're now at a place that we truly don't need God. <laughs> right. And that's the scary. Which is part. where these people's doctrines are. You know, you are your own God. Right. Right. You know, you can you can provide for yourself, and you can buy what you need, and then all this other stuff. But it's like, well, we have. We have doctors. Mm-hmm. There are people in Africa that don't have doctors. No. That's why there's a lot of healings over there. Right. You know, we have, we can go, well, where we live, we can go anywhere in uh, a 10 mile radius. Right. And we can literally get anything that we need. Pretty much want. anything. Yeah. I mean, there, there are things that. Whether it's a car. Right. Whether it's 
technology, right? Computers, yes. Groceries, mm-hmm. um, you can even deliver to your door, right? Exactly. The convenience, like mm-hmm. if you want coffee, well, there's a Starbucks here and there's a Starbucks five miles down yep. the road, and there's, there's a Dunkin' Donuts, there's one in Walmart, if, right? If you know what a Sheets is, yeah. <laughs> uh, but like that's the thing. It's like we're we are creatures of convenience yes. right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have convenient stores, correct? Drive-through in our fast food. I was watching a program the other day, oh, and, and so th- I think it's in Las Vegas, Nevada, where they actually have drive-through marriage. Not just a drive-through marriage. Oh gosh, a drive-through funeral. Stop it. Yes. So what they do is they set the casket up in like a window, a big glass window, and people drive through. They pay, sign started the book during COVID. It had to have. I think that that yeah, I think that is, I think that's when they said that it started, um, but like people are people love it because it's so convenient and Correct. the person's body sits there for literally twelve hours in the window, <laughs> and they're like yeah 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 once if you go get off break you know and work you can drive by in two minutes you're done you know and so it's like the convenience that Americans have nowadays yeah. where you can go get yourself a coffee you can go get yourself a pair of shoes you can go get yourself pretty much whatever you want and now we have amazon yeah which it's same day shipping on some items next day shipping desires correct anything you want we get spoiled oh my goodness you know and and so when we order something and we're ticked off that it says it's supposed to come tomorrow and then it gets delayed (laughs) well i mean just not so long ago it was we were happy that we got it within a week yeah <laughs> and and so it's comical to talk about honestly it's funny yeah but when you look at it it's like this is a serious problem this is a big issue one that cannot be easily resolved because it's such a part of our nature right now in america we have cell phones that will give us information yep we have um, remote jobs where you don't even have to leave your house to work. Oh, we we can go to any TV that's a smart TV, and if you can connect to it through Wi-Fi, you can cast what you're watching on the TV. I mean, we don't even have to give it up. We right. Have, you, know what I mean? you know what I'm saying? There are things that's so convenient. And, and, and to say today that we, you know, not to say we don't need missionaries, but America needs missionaries. And my job, I feel, our job as pastors here at Mount Calvary, we are to equip the body of Christ. I may not go where you can go and do the things you can do. I'm not expecting myself to do that. But what I am expecting myself to do is to equip you as the believer to get up and do what you're supposed mm. to do and not sit and wait yeah. and be in want and not get up and move. It reminds me of the uh, movie called Wally. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember that? Yep. My wife and I were just talking about that the other day. Yep. <laughs> and, and how, you know, the earth is... They destroyed their planet. They destroyed their own planet and they had to leave and they were in vacation mode. That means they never got up. They were being escorted around, scooted around on by their, their chairs. chair. And yeah. never got up. They slept, at, ate, did all things on that chair. Yeah. That's pretty much the point that we're getting to. Yeah. And that's the church. Yeah. Right now. And that's the sad part. Yeah. Because we are um, spiritually... Obese in so many ways. I mean, we can even go as far to say as 
if someone comes in and sits in your seat, well, that's my seat. I've sat there for 20 years. Yep. That's, that's right. That's right. You know, and, and we expect the pastor to feed us and the worship leaders to be on key all the time and pick the right songs mm-hmm. and, and ones that you like. And it's, it's draining and it's hard yep. to to be a volunteer or a server in the church nowadays because there's such a demand on them. And I mean, think about it even this way. I have friends who have been in the waitressing community and they said that the worst people <laughs> oh, gosh. to wait on are Christians immediately that. after church. Mm-hmm. The worst tippers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the worst with their attitude, the worst with sending food back if it's wrong. I mean, pampering, literally. And and this is why we are in, I mean, we have now reached the very pinnacle, and I pray it doesn't get worse, of the Church of Laodicea. Yeah. And, and, and so as we're looking at this in comparison to Revelation 3, I don't, I don't know how we're weaving this together, but somehow we are. Um, Holy Spirit. <laughs> it is the Holy Spirit. And, and we're always looking for heaven. Yep. What did they do? They were looking. They were looking up, waiting, waiting, waiting. Well, that's what the church is doing, waiting yeah, for Jesus waiting to Waiting for Jesus to come. Well, the Holy Spirit's already here now. And, and, and so the, 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 the outpouring is still going. It hasn't stopped. Right. So is the Holy Spirit not good enough for mm. you? I, you know, at some point, I pray with the depth of this preacher's heart that you hear that we have to um, find a place that we no longer stay in a lukewarm mentality. I mean, even even it was said, penned out by John, Jesus said that I'd rather you be one or two things, hot, hot or, or cold, cold, not lukewarm. I mean, so Jesus would rather you be hot or cold. Yeah, but not lukewarm. Don't play church. Don't play God. Don't play with God. Either be de- to- totally devoted. Just know your side. Correct. Personally, I'd rather be hot. Yep. I'd rather be hot. Yep. I've, I'm be honest with you. I floated in a lukewarm place. I, I know what I that feels like. Have. I think we all have. And and and, and it, it's it's unsatisfying. It is, and it's it's sad. It's very sad. Uh, that we have um, accumulated so much, so much, and don't need anything. I mean, my wife and I were just talking about this this morning. We have so much junk in our house. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> I mean, we don't know where to put half the stuff. We have a garage full of boxes that we have no place for it. Mm. We're literally overflowing with knickknacks and little miscellaneous items and so much so that our three bedroom, two bathroom, living room, garage (laughs) house is full of junk and clutter. Mm. That's how much stuff that we have. I mean, and you know, we see TV shows of the extreme of hoarder hoarders. Yeah. Yeah. Where people just can't get rid of stuff. They're emotionally tied to things. Yeah, and I feel like this is the way that the church has become. We have become so insistent Mm -hmm. on keeping miscellaneous things. We're emotionally tied to the wrong things. Correct. Correct. And and, and this is the, the danger, 
because we're still looking for Jesus to come back. And we're so emotionally tied to so many things that we're, like you said, we're just waiting for his return. But, but then the mission is still there. I mean, you, you could even go as far to say as to an extent, Jesus did come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually, the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit. Yes. He, when he came, the Holy Spirit. Not saying that he's not going to come back. No. Again, but we're saying, you know, technically he did come back. Yeah. By the Holy Spirit. Not what they expected. Correct. And, and they're, they're, and they're, and that still falls in, falls in line to understand. I mean, what's, think about Psalm, the good shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I don't need anything. Mm-hmm. That's the first verse of Psalm what twenty three. The Lord is my shepherd, and I don't want need anything. When when is Jesus going to be enough? When is when will we get our focus back to the real mission at hand? I think I said it the last podcast mm-hmm. with my daughter yeah. uh, about how distractions do these do, she's easily distracted. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when you when you see those TV shows of the dog that's like, <laughs> oh, squirrel, that's my dog. <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> but um, in a sweet, cute way. Yeah, in a sweet, cute way. Like it's <laughs> it's hilarious. I I think it's so funny. Um, sometimes not when you're trying to get her to pick up things or, or right. help or, but it, 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 it really is funny though. Um, and she, she gets very easily distracted. I get, I mean, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> gonna she say. gets it. She gets it from me and I get it yeah. from you. Apple doesn't fall, um, fall far from the tree. <laughs> we, we all, us, us Powells, uh, get easily distracted so on certain things <laughs> and it's hard for us to get our focus back. Yeah. I mean, but this is. The way that the church has become too, we're we're focusing mm-hmm. on the wrong things. We're focusing on things that doesn't matter, and we're hyper focusing on those things. Well, think about it when you're in church. This is this is because, and I want to clarify: we're not saying that missions don't matter. No, because it does. Missions is so important. Every part of mission, not just one aspect of it. Every part of mission. Mission work is extremely important. I just know my heart. My heart is for my own community. My heart is for my surroundings. My heart is to equip my people to reach their world however And check this out. They can. Once that box gets checked, then we can move on to the next thing. Right. It spreads out. Right. In-house, out of the Like house. we said last podcast, discipleship through multiplication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not addition. You know, and so we have to change our perspective and change our methods yeah and think about you know just in-house a little bit since we've been talking about that um the reason why a lot of people in the body of christ get upset is because they didn't get what they wanted that's true think about it really that's true a lot of us a lot of us believers get upset over something easily easily over something because we really didn't get what we thought we were going to get and because we didn't get I mean, you just said it. You, you, you know, your friend's a waitress and they said the worst tippers <laughs> is a Christian. On a Sunday. On a after Sunday. church. And, the, and they send back the plates. They, they have a high expectation. It's that way in church. It's that way in every aspect in the Christian walk. They have such a high expectation and unwillingness to do anything. You know, everybody can point the problem. Give me the solution. I'm yeah. always wanting the solution, and I'll go every angle I can right. to try to solve a problem. To I, to I realize, win. yeah, 
to where I realize I can't even I can't do it. Then I have to call on someone who can. Yeah. And when it comes to the the lethargy in the body of Christ, that's what it is. It really is. It's a lethargy. And 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 so, and so we're we're again we're floating on verse eleven of Acts one. We're we're standing in our own hometowns looking for Jesus to come back. And and the angel says, you know, well, you know, you're you're gazing up there. You're looking. But I'm telling you, you know, the way he left, he'll be back. But, you know, you, there's something else that's waiting for you. You've got to go beyond just gazing in heaven. You're standing. I wonder how long they stood there. That's a good question. <laughs> you know, how many times they just like, wait a minute, is he coming back? What, what's So does it go up, come back? How's this thing work? He said, when I return, is he going to just go up, come right back down, come back looking different? Or Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, it makes you wonder how long. No, wait, 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 wait. Is that no? No, it's not a it's a bird. <laughs> it's a bird. <laughs> it's a plane. No, it's not a plane. No, 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 it's not a plane. That didn't exist then. <laughs> but like the thing is, like church culture, as you know, as as we may joke about it, but it's the truth. Church culture has taught us to always be looking up, waiting for Jesus to return. Yep. The eastern keep sky your eyes the on the skies. Yep, and it's like that's not what Jesus said. He said, "Go spread the good news in Jerusalem, Judea, then Samaria, then the ends of the earth." Mm. Last time I checked, that sounds like a pretty great commission. Yeah, yeah, it's a commission, and and so a process. Yeah, of a commission exactly, and. If you ever want to know what your life's goal is, well, why don't you go be a witness mm. to your local area? Yeah. You never know who you're going to affect. You might affect a business person that travels overseas to affect other people. You, What you do here in your area can potentially reach the world. I mean, think about this. With social media right now, we have the ability to literally reach the world with a push of the button. Mm. That's the truth. I mean, any time, I mean, you, you, I think a while back ago you, you talked about how many um, countries we're reaching even in our podcast. Good bet. Quite amazed by Good bet. It. And, and that's just what we're doing, and that, that's just a small amount. And we of, got people in Germany listening, Switzerland listening, Ireland listening, Mexico, Canada. Yeah. A lot of the United States. Yeah. You know, shout out to all y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Um, but like our little podcast in a back room of our church, mm-hmm. a storage room, we're yeah. literally in here with shrubbery. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> and poinsettias and Christmas trees. <laughs> and chairs. This is our studio. Our we, humble beginnings. We have a little, I mean, you hear our, our tables <laughs> and our springs of our uh, yeah, was, $20. pluck uh, a spring. Ready? Yes. Yeah. pluck it. Ready? Go. Ready? <laughs> our, our springs of our $20 microphone stands, but we're reaching so many people. So we joke about, you know, the simplicity of our setup, but reality is we, our heart is to spread the gospel the best way we know how. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. And, and, you know, I might not can go to Germany, which I would love to take my yeah. wife to Germany. I might not be able to go to Switzerland or other places like that, Ireland. But, but I'm reaching nations by doing something so simple with with less money of doing yeah, it. Sitting in a room with shrubbery. <laughs> sitting in the room with shrubbery. 
you know, but the, the, the beautiful thing of it all is this, that, you know, you got to do and work with what you can do good at and god and, will and accelerate this is, this is kind of what i'm hearing you do you to the best of your ability yeah and see here's the thing this is what the holy spirit said to me today and i talked to you about it yeah uh the holy spirit you know pretty much said you know because I, I you know a lot of times a lot of us we we get we kind of wallow and say well yeah you know i'm not like this person and i'm not you know eloquent I'm it's not, easy to get caught up in it, that it too, really man. is and he said he and, and what the holy spirit said to me in my private time and maybe some of you listeners may need to hear this is this if I, if I, he's the Holy Spirit said from, from the father, he said, if I have called you with all those things, then where would the miracle be? Right. The miracle is you don't have any of those things. And when I do them, it is the miracle and it's not you. Right. So there are things that God's called you to do. You, the listener, he's called you to do great things. And maybe you're not like the greatest evangelist or, you know, preacher or teacher, or you're not these name brand churches or various things. Do the best, like you said, you do you, the best of your ability in God. Give God your all and whatever you're capable of doing yep. and watch God perform Grow a miracle it. right before your eyes. And that's what it's about. I mean, the boy with the loaves and fish. Yes. Right, in Matthew, where, where he had five loaves and two fish. And... God took what he had and multiplied it mm-hmm. to feed 4,000, 5,000. Yeah. And so, you know, that being said, God takes what you have mm-hmm. and uses it and multiplies it to the ends of the earth. Well, let's let's focus on that passage. I mean, we're still on Acts 1. Yeah. We're still talking about Acts 1, and we're even though we're following the leading of the Holy Spirit, yeah. by the way. <clears throat> When Jesus received the five loaves and two fish, the Bible says that he looked up to heaven, that he gave, gave thanks. thanks, he broke the loaves, and then he gave them out. Yep. That's evangelism. Yeah. That's reaching the people that's around you. Yep. Well, one sows, mm-hmm. one waters, but God, God brings the increase. Yep. One plants, one waters, God gives increase. Correct. That's this passage, yes. literally. Yeah. And so, you know, the boy brought the fish but Mm -hmm. jesus brought the increase yep and and so with what you do Mm -hmm. with your discipleship here in your local area in your town in your city what are you doing to impact your city that god can grow it right well i mean i I don't i go i don't really do much you know we in the end of the the day we, we we really sit back and think well what do we do what do we do that impacts our city well, we don't really have, we don't have a food bank. We don't donate clothes. We don't do this. We don't do that. And what do we do that impacts our city? And so we really have to sit back and say, you know, God, what do you want me to do mm-hmm. to the best of my ability? And not waiting on your preacher to do it. Correct. And get frustrated. Correct. You know, and, and I've, I think I've told that story once before and I've preached it. Yeah, you preached it this past Sunday. And um, and, and really, it, it's a matter of knowing what your calling is. If God's put that burning desire in you to, to see it done, then it's your job to get it done. And you can't yep. push your, your calling and your responsibility on, on somebody, somebody else. else. Yep. 
Nor can you try to live it out somebody's calling, correct? Somebody's responsibility, vice versa. It goes both ways, correct? You got to do what God's called you to do, and He's anointed you to do to it to the best of your ability, correct? Because He equipped you and anointed you to do what you are supposed mm-hmm. to do, not what so and so down the street is supposed to do. Uh, what do they say? The ministry say He doesn't call the equip; He, he equips the called. Call. Yeah, and so I mean that's literally what what God does, he, he takes what you have and, and gives you what you need. So that way you can succeed. Well, think about when Jesus sent out the disciples by two, what shall we take? Take nothing. (laughs) How are we going to, we mean, we're going to heal. Yeah. You're going to heal. You're going to do what I've done. Yep. He sent them out. He's you know, he was teaching them, you know, Mm -hmm. you've got to take it out. You can't just harness it in this one spot. And this is how I feel about Mount Calvary with our church people and our listeners. Yep. You can't just harness what you're hearing and what you're receiving in one spot. You got to take what you hear, what you know, what you've gained. It's got to go out of the church. It's got to go out of your car, out of your four walls, wherever you are listening to this right now. It has to go out. We're to go make disciples. Yeah. We are to go out of the places where we are. We can't we can't sit idle and in need of nothing and keep taking, 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 and taking and not giving, 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 giving. There was a, a family in my church that was sharing, and I'm and I hope they don't get mad at me sharing this, but they're in a restaurant and and the husband and wife were eating. I think we were talking about they were eating breakfast in this restaurant in the PA. And um, and and so as they were eating, they saw this young child sitting in the restaurant and the husband just felt so overwhelmed to pray for this child. And 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 so he he just fought it because he thought it was himself. He thought, yeah, it's in my head. But the more he sat there, the longer the Holy Spirit started overwhelming him to the point that he looked at his wife and says, we've got to go pray. And she's like, let's go now. And he's like, well, I don't know what to say. Next thing you know, she's sitting over there. She's saying, can I? pray for your daughter and they're both doing that and they're both praying and he said the power of God hit the place and just they prayed over this young girl and and the mother was there and and make a long story short that the owner was so thankful and moved that they said uh your breakfast is on us today right because that witness to every person that was sitting in that restaurant. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is it this is being the missionary in your field. Yeah. See that that stirs my heart. We got to get out there. We got to go and share the gospel. I'm not talking about rolling up the Bible and shoving it down somebody's throat. Love. Yep. We love. We just talked about this as we, as we closed out Hebrews 13. Love. Love. It's the love of God. It's, it's we love all people and and not get so caught up in the unnecessary teachings, but we just share the love of Jesus to every person. And and this is where we have to make the rubber hit the rubber with the road with and and we go do it, not just talk about it. We just go do what God's called us to do and not make a production out of it. It's true. That's true. Everybody wants to have a production, mm. and it's, this is that's not ministry. Production is not a ministry. Correct. Ministry is really going out there. I mean, that's what those mission. That's why there's a lot of those missionaries and people who do mission work. They're touched because it's not a production. They get down dirty where they are, and that's why they're impacted. That's why missionaries are so overwhelmed. Correct. And and people who are doing home missions here are overwhelmed. Because of the inter- interaction and the connection that they feel. And, and, and look, y- you can feel this way too on your yep. job, in your home, in your community. Right. You don't have to. It's just a kind act of Christ 
or at the grocery store, when you see an elderly person can't reach that top shelf and you say, hey, let me help you with that. Right. Or someone who just needs a little bit of extra hand or, or needs, or you feel compelled to have someone jump you in line. You know, there's little things. It's those little love acts that we can share the love of Christ. And I think that's what's so important when we're when we're talking about you know the receiving the empowerment, this is part of the whole you know the, the, the whole body of what Christ is doing. The Holy Spirit embodies Christ in us, and and when we are to wait for the promise, and He's given us this promise, the promise of the Holy Spirit that's from heaven in us, right? <laughs> and we go and we and we go forth endued with power from on high. Yeah. Fulfilling the calling of God. Right. Now, with that thought in mind, let's pick up uh, where we left off in verse 12. And then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey away. And when they had entered, they went into the upper room where they were staying. Peter and John and James and Andrew and Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus and Simon, the zealot. And Judas, son of James, there were two Judases. <laughs> All of these were one with one accord, were devoting themselves to prayer together with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Jesus' brothers. In those days, Peter stood up among the brothers, the company of a person, which is about 120, and said, Brothers, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke beforehand by the mouth of David concerning Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus, for he was numbered among us and was allotted his share in the ministry. Now this man acquired a field with a reward of his wickedness and had a, had a falling headlong. He burst open in the middle, and all of his bowels gushed out, kind of gruesome, mm. and became known to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that the field was called, in their own language, Akeldama, which is the field of blood. For it was written in the book of Psalms, May his camp become desolate, and let there be no one to dwell in it. And let another take his office. So one of the men who have accompanied us during all of the time that Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day when he was taken up from us, one of these men must become with us a witness to his resurrection. And they put forward two Joseph called Barsabbas, and and who was also called Justice and Matthias. And they prayed and said, Lord, you know who the hearts of all. Show us which of these two you have chosen to take the place of this ministry and the apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. And they cast lots for them, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was numbered with the eleven apostles, so he became twelve. He took Judas's place. Mm -hmm. This is this inner healing, right? right? This inner um, unification. Right, which has to happen in the body of Christ. Yeah. You know, if we're going to reach out, you know, God wants to heal the church. That church is is. is I mean, there's healing. things missing. Yeah, there's things that was taken from us. And and he and he wants the church back in its position of healing and restoration. This remember we were on that series, the season of jubilee. Yeah, this is part of that restoration that God's trying to do in the church, so that the church can move forward fully equipped until He takes over with bringing the miracle. Right, that's true. 
That's true. Which we lead into Acts 2 on the miracle. Yeah, I'm excited for that next one. Um, But yeah, that inner healing of the disciples, the group, had Mm. to take place in order for... um, you know, them to go and actually make that full impact that, right. they, that Christ wanted them to make. And so they picked Matthias through the leading of God, the Holy Spirit, um, which they didn't have really the Holy Spirit. So they kind of felt the leading of God, which mm-hmm. technically was, you know, being guided by yeah. the Holy Spirit. And they chose Matthias and it completed the group again. Right. It brought that inner healing to the the core. Yeah. And so... That is, I think, what needs to happen within the body of Christ mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. so that the revival can, when it hits, we can spread it to the ends of the earth. Yeah, I think that's the goal yeah. right now. It's it's more right now in-house, yeah. getting our houses in yeah. order. Um, we heard that in our prayer closet a couple of years ago, get your house in yep. order, get your house in order. And reunifying the body. Yeah, it's time. You know, this is where we're at. We have to make sure that, that things are in order and clean in our own lives. And so that when we gather in the house of God, we are helping others bring or receive restoration to do the things they're called That's to true. do. That's true. But yeah, I'm glad that we were able to dive into acts and explore a little bit. Yeah, that's fun. Um, but didn't really think that this is the direction we were going to go <laughs> but we were following the leading of the holy spirit and we have to be focused on mission work here we have to unify the body of christ once again bring that inner healing so that we can then impact the nations there's no way we can impact the nations in the current state that we're at right no. now there's no way this is why this inner healing has to happen first. So how do we do that? We do it through love. We do it through grace. We do it through honoring people. We do it through doing the works of Christ, bringing that unification so that we can go spread the good news to the ends of the earth. We want to thank you for tuning into Calvary's Compass. If you like what you heard, check us out on Facebook, Mount Calvary Church of God. Check out our website, mountcalvarycog.com. God bless, and we'll catch you next week. See ya.